Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. Today we're going to talk about daily work. Daily work. Uh, What's yours? I imagine I could go around the church and uh, we could each take our turn and share what we do. And I imagine when we're finished, everyone would have something different to say. Even if you work in a similar field as someone else, you may do something different in that field. I I like to think of, or I guess the example that always comes to me is hospitals. You know, I go down to a hospital, uh, make visits, and to me it's always interesting how many different people are there. Hospitals are filled from people that work from all different areas, uh, from obviously you think of the doctors and the nurses that do their work, but how about all the administration behind the scenes that works? And then you think obviously the place has to be cleaned, the, the lights have to come on, there's a lot of maintenance. Those places have workers of all different kinds. So when someone says, I work at a hospital, you may have to say, well, can you be more specific? What do you do at a hospital? This morning you work, you have your work, and for some it may be at a corporation, a building, some it may be at home. Uh, Your work is there. But you have your work, and your work is important uh, because you're important, and I believe you're important to God. Uh, You're important enough to die for. You're important enough to to save and to bring into His family. So I believe your work is important, and whatever work you do, I believe God can bless you in it. And that's what I want to encourage you with this morning. I hope this is an encouraging lesson to you and something that you can take, uh, I guess you say, some Thoughts from that you can apply. So we're going to talk about God's blessings on daily work. Now Joseph worked. The Bible tells us he worked and that he prospered. Now the word prosper in the Bible here, as we find in this scripture, it means to be prospering. That word prosperous. It says in verse 2, And the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. It means to be prospering. To be blessed. Joseph worked and he was blessed as he worked. And this morning, I want you to notice, here's the key. I'm going to give you the key right up front. He was blessed because the Lord was with him. That's why he was blessed. And so if you're taking notes, put that down because everything I have to follow, all the points are going to be geared towards that. Joseph was blessed because the Lord was with him. It says here in verse 2, And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. So he was blessed because of the Lord's presence in his life. And this morning, God can do the same for you. Okay? God can do the same for you. Whatever your work is, or wherever it might be, I believe God can bless you. And you can prosper where God has you. So let's consider how this is possible this morning. I have three thoughts. I want to start with the first one. And I want you to notice that Joseph was diligent where God put him. Okay, it says here in verse 2, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So first, let's consider the circumstances that Joseph found himself in. I think it's safe to say that Joseph was not where he wanted to be. He was in a place he probably never thought he'd find himself. He was a slave. Not a hired servant. He was a slave in this man's house. And he was held there. He couldn't leave. This was beyond his control, something beyond his power. If someone had something to complain about, it would be Joseph. You know, I consider this message this morning, and I, I begin to think, wow... 
Any complaints I have, I've got to just set aside. This man really had some terrible circumstances. And we're going to see he applied himself where he was. But let me share this with you. You know, life can be like that. Even today. Oh, you might not be a slave like Joseph was. You might not be in bondage, in chains, or in a position where you are considered a slave. But let me give you a thought. You can find yourself in situations you never dreamt of. You know, life can be like that. Where you can wake up one day and just say, well, I just never thought I'd be here. Sometimes you say, well, what happened? How did I get to this point? Or, how come I can't catch a break? That's a phrase I hear sometimes. How come I can't receive this? Why am I here? And sometimes life can be that way. Or, you can be dealing with circumstances you cannot change. Something can come into your life, whether it's at work. Maybe there's a decision made that you've got to live with. you just got to deal with. You can't change that. Something that you have to accept and that you've got to work with. And that happens. There's also personal things like that. Sometimes health. You know, you go to the doctor and you receive some news that you just didn't want to hear. Something you have to deal with. You can't change that. It's beyond your power to change. And so there may be times in our life we're like Joseph. And we can relate a little bit. And those are times it's easy to be discouraged. And I can tell you this, those are times it's tempting to quit. It really is. Tempting to quit. But that's when we must continue. And that leads me into my second thought here. Notice his conduct. Okay? We find that Joseph, evidently, now he didn't state this. He didn't write a a thesis about it. He didn't state it. He didn't put it on any social media, at least that I know of. But he determined he was going to be the best slave he could possibly be. We find him working and excelling. This man did not sit back and just say, I'm going to just complain about life. I'm going to gripe about my situation. I'm going to quit. I'm going to just sit here and do nothing. Or whatever happens, happens. No, this man applied himself. He made the best of his situation. And we find that Joseph did not focus on what could not be done. I tell you, that's tempting sometimes. We focus on what we can't do. And that, I tell you, first, if if you do that, what's going to happen is that's going to produce some bitterness. You can become bitter towards maybe someone you think is holding you back. You can become bitter towards situations. Or, you know, even worse, you can even become bitter towards God. Because you can think God is the one who's preventing. God's not allowing. God's not opening doors. So when we begin to focus on what we can't do, then the bitterness can set in. And if that happens, then discouragement can follow. Notice what Joseph did. We don't find him doing that. Instead, we find him applying himself to what could be done. And that's the challenge this morning for all of us. Because we don't determine our circumstances. We've got to determine how we're going to go through those circumstances. And Joseph determined that he was going to do what he could. We find a man who evidently was attentive and dedicated to his work. As we'll talk about here in a minute, to the point where Potiphar noticed. He stood out. He was different. This man worked. He was dedicated. And he chose... He chose to be faithful. He chose to apply himself. So instead of complaining and griping, we find a young man who worked with excellence. And I think it's safe to say it's because God was with him. All right, The Lord was with this man. That's the difference. And God enabled him to be diligent and faithful to the responsibilities he had. This morning, God can do the same for you. You may have a job where you say, you know, this is the best thing in the world. I'm so happy. I love going to work. And you may be excited to go tomorrow morning. Well, praise God. 
and apply yourself. But you may be in situations where you say, you know what, uh, tomorrow's going to be a hard day. Uh, I don't know if I want to get up tomorrow and get going. Well, go and apply yourself and do your best. God will bless you. You know, the Lord was with Joseph. And so Joseph could get up each day, even though he was a slave, and he could do what he was supposed to do. Now, you think about our responsibilities as Christians. we got a lot of responsibilities. I imagine this morning, if you just sat down and thought about all your responsibilities, you probably think, well, i got a lot. Think about all your personal responsibilities to family, to friends. How about your responsibilities to the Lord that we find in the Scriptures? And then your responsibilities at work. Well, God can bless you if you apply yourself to those and you determine you're going to be the best you possibly can at the work God has for you. So, you might not get to choose. Here's the point here this morning. You might not get to choose the work that you have to do. But you can do it to the best of your abilities. And that's what I want to encourage you with. There may be times in your life where you say, you know, I just don't want to do this. Well, with God, you can do it to the best of your abilities and God can bless. And that leads me to my second point here. Notice what happened. Verses 3 through 4. We find Joseph was different. It says in verse 3, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight. He served him, and he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had, he put into his hand. Okay, let's talk about the difference this man was compared to the others. And let me give you some few thoughts. First, I want you to notice the attention of Potiphar. Potiphar noticed something different about Joseph. Now, I'm going to speculate a little bit, okay? I'm going to give you some thoughts. Here's the first one. We do know this. Well, this ain't speculation. We do know Potiphar is a wealthy man. He was an influential man in in Egypt. And he probably had many slaves. I'll speculate on that. He probably had many slaves. Most did back then if they were wealthy and they had influence. He probably had many slaves. And he probably had a lot of hired servants as well. A lot that would come in and do work. Now, I can say this. The day he purchased Joseph. Now, that may sound weird. We don't like to think of that today. Obviously, slavery is terrible. But it existed then. And the day he purchased Joseph, I tell you what, he got a good man. Did he not? He got a good man. And his house was blessed because of it. And that's what we find here. There was a difference between Joseph and everybody else. And Potiphar noticed that. Let me give you a few thoughts here. Maybe it was because Joseph didn't complain. As a leader, he was probably used to hearing complaints and gripes. And maybe it was because he didn't complain. He thought, well, this is, this is nice. Maybe it was because Joseph worked hard. You know, there can be places where people work, but they hardly work. Does that make sense? They, they work, they get enough done just to, to get by. And sometimes you wonder, even if they do enough work to get by, or if they just kind of sneak in a few hours here and there. I don't think Joseph was like that. I think this man worked hard. That's why he was different. And that's why he stood out. Because he worked hard. He did his best. Potiphar had something for him to do. Now, also keep this in mind. He wasn't leading the house yet. Joseph was a servant. He was a slave. I imagine he was doing some work that most would look and say, Man, I sure wouldn't volunteer to go do that. Evidently, he went and did it the best he could. That was different to Potiphar. Also, how about his faithfulness? This man never quit. He was probably used to slaves who quit. Obviously, they're in terrible situations, terrible predicaments. Yet we find a man who did not quit. And I'm sure that was impressing to Potiphar to see this man. Also, I'm sure we find a man who didn't create problems for Potiphar. We don't read of Joseph leading a rebellion, try to take over the house. Actually, the opposite. It got to the point where he could trust Joseph with everything in his home. 
Now that says a lot about a, a, a leader in Egypt could trust a foreigner coming in with everything he had. So that tells us that Joseph proved himself to be trustworthy. Proved himself to be faithful and loyal and a hard worker. And that was interesting to Potiphar. It's something that stood out to him. And notice what Potiphar said here. Notice what we find. He says, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. Now this does not necessarily indicate that Potiphar believed in God, as we would think in believing in God. What this indicates, the passage indicates that he looked upon Joseph and he says, there's something different here. God has to be with this man because the way he's living and the way he's working and what he's doing. Let me give you an illustration of this. The late Charles Finney, evangelist, uh, the story is told of uh, he would go visit a friend who lived close by at work. He had a factory. This, this friend of his had a factory. And so Charles Finney would go down there on occasion. And he'd walk through the factory. And he'd go visit his friend. And they just would have lunch together. He'd take them out. They'd spend some time together in meeting. And he would do this occasionally. Well, uh, what happened was he, he'd done this for several years, visiting this man. And he went down there. And one day he's, he's walking through the warehouse or the factory. And he noticed a woman who was just watching him. And Charles Finney told the story, he said, he goes, I don't know if she'd watched me in the past because I never noticed. He said, but I noticed that she kept her eyes on me the whole time. So he went in and he said he left. And he goes, and as I left later that day, same thing, she watched me. He goes, a, a week passed, he goes, I went and made another visit. And he goes, I went in there and same thing. He goes, I asked the, my friend who she was. He goes, and she said, oh, well, he, she's just a worker here. He goes, I found out her name. I said, okay. And Charles Finney didn't interrupt any of the work. He just walked and left. Well, a couple weeks passed. He went back down there. Said he walked in. He looked and she watched him all the way. He went. He said, in his own words, said he goes, I'd like to say I was talking to my friend. He goes, but the whole time I was thinking about why does this woman just keep looking at me? He left. And as he's walking out, she went up to him. And the story is told that she ran up to him and tears were starting to come out. And here's what she said to him. I'll read the words to you. She said, I don't know what you have that I don't, but I need it. Then he led her to Christ right there and then. Charles Finney said, he goes, all I was doing was just going through life, letting the Lord work in my heart. You see, here's the point. We may not know who's watching us. But we need to be a testimony of Jesus Christ. You know, the book of Matthew chapter 5. I'll read it. Let's turn over there. If you're taking notes, I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 5. And I'll be reading verse 16 here of Matthew 5. And this is the words of Christ. He says here in verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, this scripture wasn't written when Joseph lived, but he lived by this principle right here. Let me read it again to you. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, this morning I encourage you to live so others see Christ in you. Live so others see God in your life. In your conversation, they hear, hey, this person's different. In your conduct, you know, when all is well and when troubles abound. Live so people see the Lord in you. Uh, you know, a godly person is a special person. That's the thought I'll give you on this. A godly person is a special person. And Joseph was a blessing to the house. 
because the Lord was with him. Not because of what he had, but because God was in his heart. So that's the attention of Potiphar. Notice the acceptance of Potiphar. Uh, The Bible tells us, let's go back to our passage here. In verse 5 it says, And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian. So it says it blessed the Egyptian house for Joseph's sake. Okay, so here's the acceptance of Potiphar. I'll just put it this way. The word I'll use is grace, because uh, we find that here mentioned in verse 4, and Joseph found grace in his sight. Uh, you know, grace is favor, is what that is. It's, it's someone's showing favor upon you. When we think of grace, or at least when I think of grace, I often think of the Lord's grace. Uh, we're saved by grace. God has shown favor upon us, sent his son to die on the cross so you can be saved. It's by God's grace we have salvation, not by what we've done or what we can do, but because God has shown grace to us. Now, here he's saying Potiphar was gracious to Joseph. In other words, he was kind to Joseph. He was favorable to Joseph. And that's because the Lord was with Joseph. You see, the Lord can work in hearts, not just your heart here this morning. Let me share that with you. He can work in the hearts of those around you, too. And that's what he did with Joseph. Potiphar watched and noticed and said, hey, this man's different. This man, obviously, God is with this man. And that began to work in his heart to show favor unto Joseph, to be a blessing to him. You know, God can work in those around you. Maybe those that you work with or those that you work for. And he can bless you in unexpected ways. That's what we find here with Joseph. So, the Lord must be with you, though. That's the key. The Lord must be with you, and you must live so others see him through your life. And then God can work in that way. So let's continue on. Let's look at our third one here this morning. And this is that Joseph was directed. Okay, he was directed. It says in verse 5, came to pass from that time forward that he made him overseer in his house. Uh, I want to talk about the steps of Joseph real quick. Okay, the steps of Joseph. What I mean by that is uh, where he went and how God directed him. It says this here, uh, first that... He became overseer of the house. So now we have a servant becoming an overseer. You know, there's some things that we're not told, which I find kind of interesting. Joseph went into a land that I don't think, from all I've read and everything I've seen, there's no way he knew the language of the Egyptians. There's no reason why he had to know it, being a shepherd boy out there in Israel. Yet, he enters into the land... And before long, he's made overseer of the house. You know what that tells us? That tells us he must have learned the language of the people. Some of you can speak two languages. Praise God for that. Some of you can speak three languages. Praise God for that. But you understand the importance of communication. And some of you have been in situations where maybe you went somewhere and you didn't know the language. And you realize, whoa, that's tough. That's difficult. Well, Joseph understood that. You know what he did? He applied himself. Maybe some of you have been there. You said, you know, I learned it because I applied myself. I just worked. And God blessed. Well, that's what happened with Joseph. Obviously, he learned the language. He learned the customs. He was able to lead in the house of an Egyptian, an influential, wealthy Egyptian. And so, what we find here is that God directed his steps as he worked. And God blessed Joseph. And here's the thoughts I have for you. First, Joseph was not in a place to succeed. That's what I'll, I'll put it here. You know, sometimes we can look and say, you know what, uh, that's Joseph, though. That's not me. Uh, I'm, I'm not in a position to succeed. Well, let me give you some thoughts on Joseph. First, he had no, what I would call, position. When he went into Egypt, he had no title. Later, we find he's, he's promoted. But at this point, he's an unknown person in Egypt. He had no title. He had no position. How about power? He had none. 
Think of it this way. Not even one hour of the day belonged to Joseph. He was a slave. He had to do exactly as his master told him. Every time I read this, I thank God for freedoms. Praise God for our freedom here in our country. Praise God that you're not a slave. Joseph didn't even have an hour to his name. He was a slave. So he had no no power of any kind. He didn't have any possessions. Everything he had was given to him. He didn't have possessions. And as far as himself as a person, he was unknown and he was an uneducated foreigner. You know, I think if I were on the outside looking in and I didn't know any of the story and I saw this man and you would tell me this man would be prosperous, I would say, yeah, right, I don't know. We'll have to see about that. But the Bible says he prospered. He prospered in his daily life. And it goes back to the key. The Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Let me read a a psalm to you this morning that I hope will encourage you. Psalm chapter 37. Psalm 37. And in verse 23. Psalm 37 verse 23. And we are talking about the Lord directing steps. It says here, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he shall fall... He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. And I tell you, this fits Joseph perfectly. He fell. Eventually, he's going to fall into prison. He's going to give him, he, not because he did anything wrong, but because of the circumstances. But God would uphold him, strengthen him. You see, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And so, here's the thought I'll have for you this morning on this. The Lord was with Joseph on his journey. And the Lord... If you're saved here this morning, we'll be with you on your journey. Wherever you go, whatever direction He leads you, He'll be with you. He's not going to leave you or forsake you. He'll be the one that upholds you. He'll give you strength. He'll give you wisdom when needed. He'll comfort your heart when you're discouraged. You see, it's God who provides the strength. It's the Lord who permitted Joseph to prosper. So no matter where you are this morning, now, physically you're here, I know that, but no matter where you are in life or no matter where you go, if you belong to God, the Lord is with you. And He'll remain with you. Just like Joseph. And He'll strengthen you and He'll provide for you. And if you walk with Him, He will order your steps. In other words, He'll take you where He wants you to go. He'll open doors. He'll close doors. He'll lead you in the paths that He wants you to go down. You know, God's good to us. And God was good to Joseph. And that's why Joseph prospered. And then, as far as the last one here, I want you to talk about the success of Joseph, okay? The success. Because that's what the word prosperous, prosperous means. It means to be blessed. And so let's look back. And, and if you'll notice the success, it's in verse 5. It says, He became overseer. Uh, and all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Okay, here's something interesting. If you look at what I would call the worldly gain, who got the worldly gain? It was Potiphar. The Bible didn't tell us that Joseph got a house. It doesn't say that he got more land. It doesn't say that he got anything, actually. It says that Potiphar's house was blessed. He's the one who received the worldly blessing. So, sometimes we can look and say, well, well does that mean Joseph didn't prosper? Here's what it comes down to. The Lord views prosperity differently than the world does. And that's the challenge I'm going to leave you with here this morning to consider. Prosperity is not in our circumstances or our abilities. 
You know, I know of good people who have lost jobs and not because of anything they did bad. I know of good people who looked for promotion and didn't get it, not because they didn't earn it or deserve it. God didn't allow it. Doesn't mean they're not prosperous. Doesn't mean that they're bad. No. See, prosperity is not in circumstances. I know some missionaries today that are living in what we here in America would look upon as being, wow, that's just, they got nothing. Yet they're happy. They have peace in their heart. They're excited. And so are members of their church who have nothing either as far as the world is concerned. Why is that? Because the prosperity is not in circumstances. It's in the heart. It's in the Lord. Also, as far as prosperity, it's not in our abilities. When you really consider Joseph, he had nothing to offer God. If God, I tell you, if I was in control, which praise the Lord I'm not, because I make a lot of mistakes as it is, but if I was in control, I would not have picked Joseph to be the man to go and lead Egypt. And I doubt anyone else would have either. Okay? But God was in charge. And this reminds us of what happened years later when God would send Samuel to pick a king of Israel. And Samuel went and thought all of Jesse's sons, the ones he saw with his eyes, beginning with the first, said, this man has to be the king. And God said, nope. And he kept going down the list. And God said, nope, to the very end. And he looks and he's probably thinking... You've got to have another son. What's going on? And Jesse said, oh yeah, we do. I, I have another son. Uh, he's out in the fields. Nobody thought to call in David. Nobody expected the little brother would be the king. For you little brothers, I guess that works out good for you as far as your example here this morning. Nobody thought he would be the king. They didn't even, they didn't even invite him to the party. He was going to be left out there to work while they had a celebration for the new king. And God said, nope. You bring in David. Because God said, I look upon the heart, not upon the outside. David had a heart after God. Joseph had a heart after God. You see, that's where prosperity is. It's right here. And make sure that your heart is after the Lord. Because when you have a heart after the Lord, oh, you're going to have some trials. You're going to have some troubles. You're going to have situations that are difficult in life. But you can prosper right where you are. God can give you blessings as you work and as you apply yourself in your situation. So, prosperity is due to God's presence. Now, Joseph might have been poor in the world, but he was rich in the Lord. He was rich in the Lord. And here's my thought for you. It's better to have the Lord in your heart and nothing in your hands. Nothing. Than it is is to have the whole world in your hands and nothing in your heart. So let's seek the Lord in His ways. And in closing, in closing, it can be said, some have said this, and and it probably can be said, that Joseph lost everything when he went into Egypt. That he lost everything going into that land. He lost his position. He lost his possessions. He lost his family. He even lost his material comforts. I think of everything he lost, and I think, wow, this man was put through through the trial, uh, a great trial. But he did not lose everything. And that's the point I want to make. Because he never lost the Lord. He never lost the Lord. And at work, as you go forward, whatever daily work you do, you belong to God. you got the Lord with you every single day. Every time you got to make a decision, you got God with you. Every single time you got to deal with a situation, you got God with you. Every single time that a problem comes up, you got God with you. You see, the Lord is with you, just like he was with Joseph. And so because of this, Joseph prospered. So the question can be asked, well, how can I have the Lord with me? 
How can I have the Lord's presence with me like Joseph had? I'm going to give you two answers. First, you need to welcome the Lord into your heart. Okay, welcome him into your heart. In the book of Revelation, it says this, Behold, and this is Jesus' words, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come unto him and will sup with him and he with me. Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. You know, this morning, the Lord wants to be in your life. He wants to be in your heart. But he's not going to force himself in there. Okay? That's something you're going to have to accept him as your savior. You're going to have to understand that you've sinned and that you, you need him in your life. And then you, you, by faith, you believe on Christ. Accept him into your heart. Welcome him into your heart. This morning, if you haven't done that, that's where it begins. That's how you have the Lord with you. You welcome him into your heart. Accept him and he will come in. And he'll reside with you. Never to leave, never to forsake. And after the Lord is in your heart, here's the second step. You've got to walk with the Lord. Okay? You've got to walk with God. The book of John 15, this is what Jesus said. He said, abide in me and I in you. The word abide means to, to remain, to stay, to dwell. He says, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. So after you're saved, you've got to walk with the Lord. Okay? You, you have decisions. You, you have a choice. You can choose to live unto self. You can choose to live for the things of the world. Or you can choose to walk with God. Every day, this is your choice. You can walk with the Lord. And that's the challenge. That's what Joseph did. He walked with the Lord. The Lord blessed his life. You see, with the presence of the Lord comes prosperity. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today, and be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.